Did you have a survivor's remorse? In a, in a way, I still have survival's remorse because I always ask God, I go, why did you have me survive? You know, I didn't do, I mean, a lot of people say, you didn't do crap with your life. You didn't do shit with your life, you know, but I tried. But I always ask, why us? Most of us that were that survived, like the grown-ups, the men, we were bad. We were drinkers, you know, drug users, and all the good kids, they took all the good kids, they could have become something better. You know, that's, that's one of the things that you, I think about that. I don't know what the other people feel, but that's how I feel. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, today we have a very special guest, uh, Alexander. Rich de Leon. It's, uh, it's, it's a pleasure. Robert, I mean, yeah, when man, I told I, you who was going to come on, what did I you think? I was shocked, man. I was excited, and um, I can't wait to get to, to get into this. This is crazy. So for all y'all are just tuning in, Alexander was one of the survivors from the Alton bus crash that happened 30 years ago. And I asked you earlier if you remember it vividly, and, and you do. You remember I everything. Do. I remember everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, you're how old now? I'm 51 years old. So this happened 30 years ago. Correct. 30, it'll be 33. 33. 33 years ago. So you were just uh, 18. 18, correct. And you, your sister was with you at the same time. That is correct. Correct. Wow, okay. Virginia. Interesting. Um, when we were diving into this podcast, the Elton Bus Crash, there was so much to it, uh, so much that happened so much that happened after it. Uh, I kind of just want to get your story, your side of it, so you can kind of explain what it was like being in that situation that day. So yeah. please share your story. Yeah, um, well, that day um, in the morning, um, we're waiting for the bus like we always do. And um, what do you call it? Um, it comes, we all get on the bus and everybody's screaming and yelling and in the morning, you know, chat, what we're gonna do for the day. And uh, as we're going down Bryan Road, we turn on Six Mile Line to the right, and then come back, do a loop on Stewart Road. As we're coming back on Stewart Road, the very end of Five Mile Line and Stewart is our last pickup. And that was where my friend Mike and Steve and a lot of people that survived from the bus got on. And uh, as we make that turn to Bryan Road, heading back towards uh, at the Five Mile Line, heading back towards Bryan, uh, everything, everything was fine. As soon as we hit that one, right before we hit the light, you could feel the bus kind of skid, almost like skid. And, but it was so heavy, you can you you, but you know something was happening. And as his kids, you see the Dr. Pepper truck pass the uh, the stop sign, and it hit and it rammed the front of the bus, and it's still fishtailed, and it whipped the back of the bus like this straight into the community pit. That's when everybody freaked out. Wow. And I was like, whoa, you know. And we grabbed on. Everybody, everybody grabbed on, and all you hear is screaming, silence. And then when it landed on its nose, you hear screaming again. Everybody's panicking, like because we didn't know which way the bus was gonna land. We wow. went like that for like at least I'm gonna say about a good. 20 seconds, 30 seconds, and the water's coming up, and you see a lot of stuff, you see a lot of commotion. Like, where are we gonna go? And all of a sudden, the bus tilts like this to the side. Shoom. And then the water came in, I grabbed my sister, which landed over two seats over, or two a seat, or two seats over, grabbed her, put her up the window, and then I came out, and as I was coming out, I could feel people grabbing my foot. And I was, I got up, and I started pulling people out, and I could see people in the windows trying to get up, but the windows were closed. And back then, they had those latches. Those clack, 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 before you can open and release the full window, it has a lock. Mm -hmm. And it goes down in sections. And you had to make sure that you pulled it all the way down and pulled it all the way down so they can come out. And as you can see people coming out, some of them were coming out spewing out a, a foam because of the diesel and the water was just that black still water. You know, wow. like, it's a calichero, it's a caliche pit. And, so they ingested the diesel. Yeah, a lot of people did ingest water. They were coming out throwing up and, and, and all you see, and you see the, and, and, and smell the difference in the water after it mixed up. And then uh, uh, when we're all up, everybody, well, not all of us, but the most of us that were up after all that commotion, we stand up and we start looking at each other and we start asking each other, well, where's so-and-so, where's so-and-so, you know? And uh, so well, let's go back in the water. Shit. And then we, the, the guy goes, well, he was a tall guy, one of my friends, and uh, he wanted to get his brother. And we're waiting, we're like, well, who's gonna go in? So he goes and make, he puts his body in to see if anybody grab his feet. Like he doesn't come back up and he goes, hey, he goes, let's go in and grab my feet. I'm gonna try to open the, the emergency door. Mm -hmm. And he went, he couldn't even budge it because it's so, it's the pressure of the mud. You can't wow. open it. You couldn't open it. He came back up, and his brother never came out. And all I heard was my friend Roque on top saying, Alex, nada la, nada la. And I jumped in the water, and I started putting my sister right there. Don't move. I'll be right back. And I swam, and he threw something, which I thought it was a rope. It wasn't a rope. It was a manguera, a water hose. And he says, amarratela, me la amarré. And all I felt was him pulling me up, but it wasn't him. When I got up, dude, for real, he wasn't a horse. 
So everybody you, says that wow. it's, and they, they think they think that it's not, and it's the honest truth because his son will tell you, Randy Sosa will tell you that Roque saved me, pulling me out with two mangueras, and he'll tell you, yeah, mi papá lo sacó de con la potranca, and everybody freaks wow. out when I tell them that because it's like, whoa, what was he doing? Because he had horses, he lived maybe two, two, three properties down from the Calichero, and we used to break his horses. I'm Brian. Us, he, I'm Brian. Yeah. He used to give us uh, uh, 30 bucks. En la quebra la potranca, if you can ride it and break her in, wow. you get 30 bucks. And now everybody, we were young, nobody had no money. <laughs> we were living like half poverty, half, you know, so we would all, and we knew each other. And he, he, man, he saw me, dude, like, wow. When he got me up, he goes, quédate, estás bien, y quédate tu hermana, y boom, I told him, I'm gonna go get my mom, and I went, and it's when I ran, and I saw a border you patrol. Ran home? I ran home from there, because my mom's house is, where the Chaparral is. It's, uh, I'm going to say about good on Conway, six blocks. On Conway? No, no, I'm Brian. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm Brian. Brian and, and, and Brian, if I'm online, my mom lived like halfway five mile line, halfway six mile line. Oh, that's right. There's a canal, there's a canal, La Mesinas Pavilion. On that same side, there's a canal. And you ride the whole canal running. Oh, that's right. And I cut down, and then I seen the border patrol, and you couldn't get in because then it's going to go around because of the, the canal. You can't just go over it. So I went and got my mom. She came, and... Um, she asked me about my sister, and I told her she was down there. My mom had babies. We had my little younger sisters for my stepdad. And she was freaking out. And it was, ah, ah, so my, yeah. And they tell me, were you in the bus? And I was all wet and muddy and all dirty, you know. And they, I told the guy, yes. I go, yeah. And I'm like, you know, excuse me. If it was, because it, it seemed like weird because he asked me. I goes, yeah, I, go, I went to go get my mom. He said, well, we need to take you to the hospital. He said, come on. They pulled out a stretcher from the ambulance. They laid me down. I'm telling them there's nothing wrong with me. You still need to get checked out because you could have ingested the water. You don't even know. Mm-hmm. So okay. at, at this time, there were still people in the bus. No, there's people on the bus standing waiting to get rescued from the people in the fire department. They were already jumping in with rafts. All that was already going so on. So the bus we came was back. basically in the middle of the lake. So in they, the had, of, they in, had to swim to, to some kind of shoreline. To no, they were told to wait. Oh, they were told to wait because yeah. if you try, if you couldn't swim, yeah, you're gonna drop. Yeah. And a lot of them stood there. They were on the, and those that could swim were going to the edge. But 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 the people that were coming from the Alton Fire Department and the paramedics, some somebody threw a raft and then somebody jumped in from the fire department, mm-hmm. and uh, um, um, they but you know they deployed, and then they started pe- getting people and putting them to the side. At the same time, they were bringing a crane to pick up the bus because they they were getting in, but they couldn't find anybody. They wanted to pick up the vis to pop out to see, but then there was people that was there said they got brave, and then they started pulling out bodies. They were wearing uh, scuba gear, and they got in and they started pulling bodies before the crane got there because it took a crane about an hour, hour and a half to get there, and so these guys were in there in the water with scuba gear, and they were pulling out the bodies of my friends. And they were putting them in the little small canoes, and they were on the other side where the park entrance is now. It's there's, there's a park now, and that's where they were laying the bodies on the side. You can see them covered, and it was all in the news all day long. And that's all you saw in the Mexican news. They showed everything because it's so graphic, mm-hmm. and they don't hold back. They will show you, you know, an individual passed away dead, and they were canoeing them, and then you see the bodies on the side. Wow. And then saw Azteca. Azteca had yeah. that. And I don't know what other ch- ch- channel. I think was, I'm not sure if it was Univision, but they showed everything that all the graphic. And here they have to edit, they censor it. Yeah. You know, but over there, they, you can see it. When the Dr. Pepper truck hit you, did you know what was going on? No, no. <clears throat> we were all freaking out because it happened so fast. As soon as the bus started skidding, you hear the boom, boom, and you're going in this direction. After when we saw that we were going into the pit, we all knew where we were going because wow. we always hang out there, play hide and go seek. Everybody uh, knew that pit, man. The, the, you lived around there, Chetum, it. it was our hangout place. Go out to around the back, and then you can go hunting with your pellet gun. Mm-hmm. You know, get doves and stuff. You know, just and there's ducks. So you all it were was, familiar with that area. Familiar. Yeah, everybody. Yeah. That 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 lake it, it always been there. Caliche pit had always been. It's there. been it's still there. Yeah, yeah. Still there. Fact, there's a park, and the Caliche pit is still there. I mean, they don't use it. They don't dig anymore. But there's still water there. I've so, seen some some bus accidents on on YouTube. Um, you all went straight. Head down, right? Yes, head down. So, did everybody fall forward, or were there the was seats? A, there was a few that fell forward. You could feel the the once the impact hit, you could hear the thumping. Wow! And then, but you don't know who because you're, you're worried about what's going to happen next. And whoa, I made it. Yeah. I made it. You know, you're like, whoa. You know, and nobody. You don't know that anybody's passed away because it was so sudden, and you feel yourself. Nothing happened to you. Maybe nothing happened to anybody else. But then the bus went down like this, and that's where I, I think most of the majority wasn't because of the impact. The majority was because everybody stampeding to get out, and those being left behind, and those that had might have flown and hit themselves on, on an object, on a seat, or somebody else knocked out, and they can't get out. Wow. And everybody's doing it for themselves. You have to. You're yeah. trying to get out because the water came up so fast, and it was boom. Before you know it, your feet are already wet, and you're not even out of the bus. 
That's, that was me the first, and boom, boom, and boom, 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 and you have up to your knees. The, the, you could walk and you could see the windows, but you were up to your, your shins, your knees, and water, and you wow. could see the people on the windows. And we're trying to, I think some of them still coming out. So you could see the out. people still in the window from where you were yes, standing outside? Yes, we tried. We tried to get everybody as we could. Everybody got, 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 got involved, and then we tried to get all the windows open. Some of them were not, but the majority of the windows we tried to open them, we did, and people came out. And people, one came out, and then another one came out, and that was it. After that, we didn't see nobody else come out, and everybody got in panic mode. So just two. Mi hermana, y mi hermana. That's all you heard. Holy I was freaking shit. out. My sister, and what? Help me get my brother and get my sister, and then you're arguing. You said, "Come on, dude, help me, dude." I'm like, "No, I gotta go over this." And so and that's when Rocket told me, I jumped. I didn't hear, I, everything was blocked off. He just said, "Well, that was the first adult on the scene, imagino." Sí, yo y otro, yeah. otro, me and another guy, este. Era lo más grande de la escuela that we had failed our, our previous year, and we still had to graduate. You know, we just need. I was lacking like two or three credits for for my for my diploma. The age range of the the kids that were on there for from what age to what age? From thirteen through eighteen, I was the oldest. So funny that from junior high, high school, thirteen wow. eighth grade, fourteen eighth grade, ninth grade, and it was because it was it, back then it was seventh and eighth. And uh, on Mission Junior High, that was a category. It was 7th, 8th, and then 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th high school. And 7th and 8th was, was uh, a junior high. And you said that this... why they converted them to middle school. Yeah, so, that know? year was the first year that they actually put both classes together. Both, yeah, both, both uh, schools together because they used to do two routes. The year before that, in 88, they would pick us up. They would pick up the junior high students first, and then they give us like a 15-minute lee- leeway, and the bus for us would come at 745. And we would go and get... And it was all high school students. There wasn't two routes. It was just one. I mean, uh, no, there was two routes. So they now, and then the, they, all the they, ages. they they yeah. yeah they uh, they uh, consolidated the routes to save to save money, which mm-hmm. is true because this bus was only coming from Conway. It would hit Conway five mile line, pick up the students on that side, come back, turn on Bryan, pick up all the students on both sides of that neighborhood, all the way around six mile line, maybe pick a few, Stewart, and then that was the route, and then wouldn't fill up the bus. Mm-hmm. So once they congested it with both junior high and high school students. Then the bus estaba lleno, and then it was over over capacity, and I got kicked out of school for saying that on TV. Mr. Zapata, Mr. Zapata emptied out my locker. He emptied out my locker. I came back. I think it was three days after the bus accident, and I wanted to back go back in school. He says, "Uh, "We I checked you out from school." When we talked in the office, and I already knew why. Boom, boom, boom. He goes, "You know, so you got to pick a school that you're going to go to, and then we'll transfer your papers." So they pushed you out of the school. Yeah, they pushed me out of school because I got I got well. Me and him, we never really got along. I was I was always bad kid, you know. Um, I was skipping school and stuff like that and get on his nerves. And um, that year, yeah, he just, he had enough. He didn't like what I said about the school, that it was, that the bus was full of students and it might have been the school's fault. Well, the school didn't have to take responsibility because Coca-Cola picked up the full responsibility, put up the full tab. Wow. And they stayed, and that, that excluded the school from being negligent because the bus was over capacity. So you couldn't sue the school. Once Coca-Cola took up, you couldn't sue the school. Plus, they were giving out scholarships. Coca-Cola was giving out scholarships to people that survived from the bus. You know, you can go wow. to college and they would pay for it. Yeah. Wow. There was a few, I think there was a few people that took advantage of that. You know, I never heard of anybody that actually, you know, went to school, graduated, and got that scholarship from them. But that's what they were offering. Can you explain to me what life was like back 33 years ago in the area that you lived in? Dirt roads, man. It was dirt, dirt roads. Uh, a lot of people that were coming in from Mexico and they, they, they were uh, migrating this way were building up their houses there in Alton. Alton was small, real small. We had houses that were on blocks, and we had outhouses in the back. Wow. You know, I have a lot of my friends that were had outhouses back in the back in 89, 88. It's where the chapas chicharrones used to be. That's right, right. And now it's a pawn shop. But estaba chapas y estaba burger barn. I used Ahora to es, ride my horse all the way there to go Amco eat. Insurance. That's right. <laughs> now it's Amco Insurance. Yeah. Yeah, man. Back then it was literally a barn. It was a barn, and it had it was a burger and, joint. And it was a burger joint, and it still had outside instead of car stops. It had the rails that you can go and tie your horse to it, man. I mean, yeah. La gente era humilde, bro. Like, yeah, it was nice. Yeah, it was. And we'd go and we'd ride. Chapas had their chicharron. Yep. Factory there. So the, the Alton at that time was a very like um, humble, community, yeah. humble, humble community humble. that you knew really everybody. Like it was actually more country than it is now. Now yeah. it's really like met, metropolitan. We have McDonald's. We just got the McDonald's a few years ago. Juniors. Like, you gotta remember, this is one of the last cities to evolve. And yeah, yeah, it's got stars. There's everything there. 
They even have a golden chick, Alton. Yeah. I'm like, wow, that thing's expensive. Wow. Who can afford that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so no, Alton was a just a little, 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 little town. small, small one. And, and, and the town, slogan right? was "City on the Grow." That's what it says in the Tinaco, the Lagua. City on the City grow. on the Grow. Well, wow. they've been growing really slow. That was, but yeah. they're growing. Yeah. It's growing. It's a um, and it's a real so peaceful town. I haven't heard any yeah no any big big stories of any violence or anything. But for every once in a while, you you hear Palmview, Palmview Alton area. But mm-hmm. you know, do you, do you remember seeing the faces of the the kids that were in the bus when you were leaving it when you got out? I remember seeing my sister telling him to stay there. I seen Steve coming out throwing up. Uh, Mike, he was on the corner too, on the top on the top of the bus. He. He, he was there standing. Uh, I said, I'd be back because when the man was started screaming my name for me to swim, I blocked everything off. And I just told him, don't move from here. I'm going to go get mom. And that was it. Wow. And I jumped. You can smell the diesel. So, uh, I didn't get on the edge. It was like maybe like 10, 15 feet away from the bus. And I jumped. I tried to get out of the water. I was freaking out because I was snakes or whatever. I don't know. It was real black. Yeah, the, water, the water is muddy and nasty. It had that, that stench from when it's still it's for so long. It's stagnant. It's agua estanjada. Yes. Yeah, it's, and, and, and it's like that black, nasty mud. Black, nasty water. Like and, it, sewer and, and it was mixed and, with diesel. Yeah. And you didn't want to drink that. Yeah, you, you know what? I didn't want to. I was like, boom, got out. Tied that up on me. And he said, tamarrao. And I kept pulling it. And I go, I think it's going to pop, dude. And then he said, no. He just pulled me up. And I got up. He grabbed me. Boom. Boom, but he was on a horse, dude, and jumped down. He was That's on a rope. Boom. Yeah, Robert had told me about a story. I, said, hey, I was all freaked out, but I was a kid, man. I wasn't expecting that, you know. I was like, but I remember it. You know, boom, because he, he couldn't pull me up. Yeah. That man was old. He was in the 60s. Wow. He was, ya estaba, ya estaba, ya estaba señorón. Ya estaba veterano. He was a veterano, man. He was, and he was our, he, that was our, our, our the, the guy that would, we would, Breaking his horses, we would uh, feed his chickens, go out there mess around with his all his wildlife. He had a lot of wildlife. It's right there on Brand Road, just south, uh, just right there. Right, uh, you turn into the Messinas, yeah. to the left side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Un castillo. Sí, 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 Ahí sí. El castillo de los traileros. Ahí mero. Y este, yeah, we used to go to the back. He had peacocks, man. It was, and he had a lot of wildlife. Wow. And, and everybody, you know. Were you the only person he pulled up with the hose, or did he? That was, I'm, I, not that I know of after that, I don't know if he pulled out anybody oh, else. Okay. Because I left, came back, he was already gone. There was gotcha. no horse, he wasn't there anymore. And there was, I mean, there was a lot of ambulances, uh, a lot of uh, personnel from EMS, fire engines. And then all I heard was people um, ushering people. Were you on the bus? Were you on the bus? Come on. And we had stretchers ready to put them in ambulances and take them to the hospital. To go take them to the hospital. hospital. You had to get checked out. No matter what, if you were on the bus, they didn't let you go. You couldn't go just home. And that's what I wanted, but they wouldn't let me. You need to go. And they're going to check you, check your inside, your, uh, your lungs, make sure you didn't drink any of the fluid, and then uh, they'll, they'll let you go. They'll release you. So, wow. Man, so shortly after that, after everything happened, three days after that, you got kicked out of school. Yeah, three days after I went to try to go back to school. After the, 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 the after all the interviews that I, that were on television, I did some interviews, and then uh, uh, I really didn't want to go back to school. I was uh, we were debating what to do because I was already old. I was already going to be nineteen. I was eighteen. I, I was going to turn eighteen. No, I was going to be nineteen in October. This happened in September. Uh-huh. My birthday is October. I was going to be 19. I was already told to be in school wow. to begin with. But you're only allowed to be in school until you're 18. And so me and him were arguing and we were, were debating. What, what was, you never finished school. You've already been here five years, he said. I don't think school's for you. He said, you know, so we're going to just check you out. And I'm not too happy with what you said. And uh, we just bickering back and forth. And I said, well, uh, you know what? Just check, give me my paperwork, and I'll just find me a school I can go to. And I ended up staying with my friend in San Juan and ended up going to PSJ that year. So the few months that happened after that, what were those What were those months like? The months after? Yeah. It was a, a lot of rush of, of lawyers and and a lot of chaos of who was the best lawyer to get for because they were saying that everybody was going to get money. That was a big thing. There was a Everybody was poor, and all you heard was that they're going to give you money. They started settling. Coca-Cola was already sending lawyers to houses offering settlement checks. How long after? About a month, two months after. Wow. They already knew it was they already knew that they were negligent because it took about maybe six months. They already they they kind of felt or they already knew that the brakes on the truck were faulty. The because they said the lines had gotten water and you couldn't break. But DPS hadn't still confirmed that because it took about six months for the investigation. Wow. For DPS to confirm it. But Coca-Cola knowing, I guess maybe they knew or they had their mechanics check it out. And figured out, okay, you know what? We're going to lose this. Let's go send these guys out and offer. 
So they know? just send out somebody with a checkbook and started. No, right? just lawyers. They sent. Said there was. I think it was three lawyers that were representing Coca Cola. That were sent out. Not those actual lawyers from the office, but their little. Uh, uh, Associates, mm -hmm. so go knock on the door and see if these guys will want to settle for this. If they want to call us, boom, we're, they're willing to settle with you guys. Do you know if any of the people did up front real quick, or did yeah. everybody my go? Friend, my friend Raul Ortega, is, este, his dad, they settled for a million. This was within the two, first two months. They were the first people to settle. And then after they settled, not two months longer, the Silvas, they lost two sons, and the father was a DPS trooper. Holy shit. They settled for $12 million Wow. For two. The Ortegas wanted to go back and take their lawyer and uh, I guess we would call it renege on the, on the yeah, contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and try to get more money for the death, but it was impossible because you've already signed the contract. You already contract. signed the contract. See, me too. I couldn't sign back. I couldn't take nothing back. I couldn't say. And I, and I thank Ramon and his brother. They did a lot for me. They gave me an advance. They got me an apartment. They did a lot. You know, I was a kid, you know, and I didn't yeah. have any money. They hooked it up. I'm not gonna. I'm no bullshit. You know, we're not gonna sugarcoat it. They did help me, but they charge you forty percent. Yeah. You know, but that, that's the perks for them giving you the advance because no other lawyer would have done it. Mm -hmm. And I was already getting kicked out by my stepfather from home. So you had no other choice. Yeah, yeah. I was like me. That's what I felt like. I didn't have a choice, which I did. My mom was telling me, "Come with our lawyer, stick around." Go, yeah, me and my stepdad, we don't really get along anymore. Mom, you know, so, you know, I, and I want to take off. You know, I want to hit the road and and uh, yeah, we. We made the agreement, went to his house, had a barbecue, celebrated, because he said, hey, man, you're going to win a lot of money. I said, yeah, man, signed, boom, bam, 10 grand cash, an envelope. Wow, and gave me a Toyota from the from the from from his brother's bell bonds place that was here on 281, one Toyota Corolla in 82. And said, you're in apartamento for six months. And then he goes, tomorrow, Ramon's wife's going to take you to the account, to the bank, and she's going to open you an account for 20 grand. Don't spend it all, dude. Make it last at least for the year before we settle so we can get at least half a million to a million dollars. And I said, okay, really? Half a million? I said, man, that's a lot of cash, you know? I was telling a kid, man, walking around 10 grand in your pocket, yeah. you know? And it, uh, and it, 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 it almost uh, it, uh, dilutes your brain and makes you think that you're invincible with that mm -hmm. much money at such a young age. You think that you've conquered the world, which really it's not. <clears throat> it's just you got to be really careful how you spend that money, how to use it. And I was young and dumb and, you know, so Drugs, some, some kids or some families negotiated a lot more. Oh, yeah, after that, after the Silvas, oh, it was the negotiation with $5 million for the death or above. There was no more $1 million, $2 million, none of them. You look in the back of the history of that, and all the settlements after that, after that historic $12 million from the Silvas, everybody else was selling. The death for each individual was $5 million and up. Wow. And I'm the still, to this day, I, I'm not sure, man, the, the man... But I know that my friend Raul, he they were they they said man they they, they got over on him, mm -hmm. and I'm thinking maybe they did. You know you never know. The lawyer got a big bonus on a sidekick yeah. from Coca Cola. Here man, you get him to sign for a million dollars, we'll give you this five hundred thousand dollars check. Mm -hmm. How many uh, kids passed away? Yeah. Twenty one. Twenty one kids. Twenty one kids. Yeah, there was a, there was a nineteen that passed away that day, and two passed away in the hospital several wow. days later from drinking that water. Oh, really? Yeah. The diesel. From the diesel and, the, and that, that water that had been... Dude, that water is just full of amoebas and, it, and, and uh, like pneumonia, pneumonia and all these kind of complications because of all that stuff that's in that water. Um, and plus being taken out of the water late. Wow. And they revive you. So you're like... Out, after, out, after, after after five minutes, five minutes your, your, brain, brain your brain dead. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. That I'm thinking that's what... You know, and, but then you, with faith, you know, everybody has a hope that, you know, you're, and a lot of people do sometimes. Mm. You know, you've been in a coma for years and they all of a sudden you're like, oh, where am I? Mm -hmm. You know, and people lose hope, and some of them pull the plug, and not knowing that you could probably survive. You know, but these people, they passed away in the hospital, and, you know, respect to their parents and respect, you know, to them, you know, to their death. But the families that, that of the children that passed away, did they all stay in, in the area? No, no, there's only a few. The Flores, the Flores still live on Four Mile Line. The Ortegas still live on Four Mile Line. Mike's family lives on Stewart. My mom still lives in the same house. Uh, everybody from Stewart Road, from the bus accident. No, that, not that I know of. Not that I know. There was maybe Did you like know any of the cruises, mom? Yeah, uh, I know cruises. Este, Efraín. Bueno, papá de él, José Cruz. Eso, José y Eran mis vecinos de atrás cuando, cuando se murió Efraín con Joe. Uh -huh. Yo estaba ahí, ¿no? Todavía ya estuve. Mamá, estaba, 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 esta
we had just gotten the settlement. Yeah, yo estaba en la parte, estaba en la de mi casa. Pero estos estaban partying, we used to go party. At the three, on the three mile line, right, the, donde compró el tranchito. Sí, pero, pero estos se arrancaron de ahí, de la casa de Cruz, del papá. Cuando se fueron Efraín y José esa noche con el guy who was in the backseat, I don't know the guy in the backseat, but I know Joe and Efraín. When they left that day and they left and they, they got killed on inspiration. Mm-hmm. Because they were drinking at four in the morning, pues andamos paseándolos, no, yeah. andamos no, en, 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 en otro jale. Y estos se fueron. Yo se hacía bien y yo también yo quería agarrar rumbo. We didn't hear that. I didn't hear that about that till two days later. Hey, did you hear about that? I said, oh, what? And they had lost hey, a, we, a, a we, sister we, or somebody in the bus. Yeah, the, the sister. The sister. The, the, the little sister. the family, I tell you, that, that and, and lost a little girl, and then they wound up crashing. Like, what was yeah, life? Crashed Monday, what was life like after, like, everybody got their money? Oh, there? man, you're living it up, man. I mean, I'm sure that everybody that, that got money, they're living it up because you didn't have, we didn't have nothing. We were living in Caliche Roads, outhouses. Uh, some of us had middle, some of them were middle class. Some of them were coming up, the Colonia, you know, and, and Palichero. Palichero and you so know, that. and you're walking outside to go use the bathroom. You know, these people came up and it's, it, uh, it really, it, it's, it's, um, it's sad because a lot of them don't have the money no more, like myself, you know. I got married, got divorced, and then everything went, you know. You go from rags to riches, back to rags, and then surviving, you figure it out. You figure out who your real friends are. You figure out about life, you know. You learn about investments. You learn about survival in life, you know, how to make decisions a little more clear, a little more mature. When you're a kid and they give you all this money, trust me, it's going to change your mind. You're going to do something either good with it or bad with it, you know, but you got to make that choice. And when you're young, you make dumb choices. What was it for you that made that the click in your head that, all right, this I did that. I did wrong for Be, that. Well, for, for me to change from bad yeah. to, to now after the money was being drug addicted. And living under a bridge in in Austin, Texas. So after after the accident, you got your money. You took off. No, I lived here in the valley. You I lived got here in the valley. Yeah, so I, then I had two kids. Everything was going good, and then the money ran out within seven years. Wow. And then I started working again, and then we were talking about divorce, <coughs> and then I, in my head, I'm thinking she's going to keep everything from me. So I started. We sold the house. She kept the car. Kept the car. We split the money, and then we got divorced. Wow. And then she went her way. She got remarried. I went my way. I'll never get married again. And went to Austin, back and forth. I went to California, went to Chicago, and you know nothing was nothing was never nothing ever came to fruition. I was a bad alcoholic, always thinking about the past. You know, stuck on that accident, stuck about what could have happened, what what would I have done changed, why would I get married if it wasn't gonna work out? You know, just things that I couldn't control, things that had already happened. And you know, and uh, did you have a uh, survivor's remorse? In a, in a way, I still have survival's remorse because I always ask God, I go, why did you have me survive? You know, I didn't do, I mean, a lot of people say, you didn't do crap with your life. You didn't do shit with your life, you know, but I tried. But I always ask, why us? Most of us that were that survived, like the grown-ups, the men, we were bad. We were drinkers, you know, drug users, and all the good kids, they took all the good kids, they could have become something better. You know, that's, that's one of the things that you, I think about that. I don't know what the other people feel, but that's how I feel, you know. And then you also said that you became homeless for a while. Yeah, man. I was homeless for like four years. Wow. Four years straight. And I was in Texas, man. Went to prison, came out, was on the streets, got on drugs, got real bad on drugs. What age were you at that time? This is 2013, 33. Wow. Let me 33. Mm-hmm. I'll be 33. Wow. Yeah. 33. I'm going to say 33. Yeah, 33 or 43. 10 years ago. 10 years ago. That would be 43. That would be 43. I was at 42 years old when after when I came out of prison. 42, 43, I learned my lesson, learned, learned. I was homeless, but I'm figuring it out, and I'm under the bridge. And after that, after that little phase, at 46, I stopped. I, wow. I, I had to flip it, I had to flip it. And then sure, every once in a while, you'll get a relapse, you know, but you gotta, you gotta, yeah, you'll, get off, you'll get offered a relapse. You know, it's not really, um, but it's your mind. It's, it's, it's all this stuff about addiction and mind games and, and, and going to therapy and stuff like that, I don't think it's really necessary. It's just a trigger within your brain that has to say yes or no. It's, you have to have, you have to have, you got to have self-control. You have that will, man. You always got to think that, okay, if I do it, I already know what's going to happen. And if I don't do it, I got a better chance of something better happening. And that's how you look at it. I mean, it's just me. Analyze. Now yeah. it's more analyzing. 
oh, sí, te van a dar un pase, va todo gratis. Sí, pero eso qué va a ser, ¿Qué? eso me abre la puerta para yo gastar mi dinero para hacer más y hacer la movida de esa que I'm going to go and it's going to be rock bottom again. Mm -hmm. And you know how many times you have to hit rock bottom to figure out that there's light on the other side. Yeah. You know, why are you going to keep bumping your head? You know, dude, there's got to be there, my mom. I don't want her suffering word. Oh, what happened to Alex? Hey, se murió el puente. Drogas, you know, hell no. Yeah. I know when, when Robert and I had the uh, the conversation about the Queen Isabella Causeway collapse, uh, he had suffered a lot of PTSD. Yeah, he does. Do, are, are you suffering from PTSD right now? I, I don't say I suffer from it. I mean, I say that, that I mean, it's there. You give, you know, you get those, those, those moments. You get those moments, but I don't. I, I don't. Pero después de 33 años, man, you're talking. Yeah. I tell Josh too, man. Back now, I don't suffer from it. But yeah. back then, back then, I yeah. had to distract myself from yeah. it. And then I, me, and I then had. And when you give people money, yeah. Then they use the money as therapy. Yeah. Y por eso no les rinde. Por eso yeah. no, because it did not, el dinero nunca le va a dar abasto. Al dolor, you know, you never the money's yeah. never going to fill that void. It's never going to satisfy. No, I won't. But you get the sense that it will because everybody tells you here because of that we're giving you this. <clears throat> yeah. And that makes our mind think that everything's supposed to be okay now. Right. Right. So you go to spending. Here, this will to, make it better. Yeah. Here, this will make it and better. And when you're young, it does. And yeah. And it does. And, and, and after the truth when, is, uh, it's, it's not. It's here. This will this will distract you. It's not gonna make it it's, better. It's a distraction. That it's is like, it. It's like when your baby's crying at the restaurant. You're like, chinga, what do I do? What? Then dale esto, boom, and then the baby has it. Yeah. They're distracted. Yeah. And sometimes it's a knife you handed them. You know, y se van a lastimar. Well, that's what that money was to a lot of these people, yes. man. It was a it was a loaded gun to an infant just to distract them. Now, if the infant gets lucky and the gun never goes off, y le sirve que bueno. But if chances are that 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 infant's gonna hurt himself, and that's what the money does to people. When, when you're young, when you're young you're man, young. It does, I, you know. they gave us. They didn't give us anywhere near that. They gave. I wound up walking away with thirty-five thousand dollars after the bridge collapsed. Era todo. Wow. And I still thought again, chinga yo ya le hice bro. Yeah, I got thirty-five yeah, grand. grand. You know, yeah. this is what a teacher's making back then in a whole year. Yo ya los tengo. You know, and and your mind just goes numb, and you start spending or or, or what am i going to do with all this money yeah, yeah you know or you start paying your bills and catching up and doing all these things and then all of a sudden you've paid all your bills you got your car you got your house and then when you sit down to relax you're still alone with your thoughts about what happened and that's when you start saying well shit i better start going on this trip or buying this or do this to distract you're myself just putting more band-aids yeah. on top of yeah man so so i can sympathize and, and relate on a, on a small scale to what money does to people suffering from from post traumatic stress syndromes, and uh, and it's evident, man. I yeah, mean, you see yeah, it. yeah, it does, man. It does, it does. And Do you feel that there could have been a different way that that they could have approached this, like back then, instead like, of just giving you all this cash up front, like here, boom, bye. There could have been a different way, but their 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 motive was they wanted to settle as fast as they could. Before they went to, before or anybody would opt for court litigation because they know it's lost. Because once you settle a wrongful lawsuit and you pay the first client, you have to pay all, all the clients. Mm -hmm. It's a class action lawsuit. Wow. Mm -hmm. So that means that you've already admitted accepted guilt. fault. Yeah. You're accepting your fault. Now it's up to these guys to see if they're smart enough and will they fall for the when I send these, 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 you know. Checks or these offers. Yeah. lawyers. They could that with the ambulance chaser to go knock on your door and see if you accept this money, the first offer that we give you. And if they do, this guy might get a bonus. And you sign, okay, sign here, sign here, boom, boom, boom. You waive the right to go to trial. You can't sue again. So at age 18, you were you were completely reliable blindsided. by yourself. I was by myself. I was blindsided. But then really blindsided, but then the offer was really too good to pass up. What, what was that conversation like when they approached you? It was my cousin that approached me because Ramon and, and Felipe, their families were where my friend, my cousin, worked with over at the Y in San Carlos. And there's a Y, uh, Los Maldonados. And they're all family. We're all family. Second cousins and cousins. So they sent him to me and we talked. And he said, come on, man, get in the truck. Well, I got in the truck. And it's Felipe driving. It was a suburban. And uh, they took me riding around. He said, hey, man, you know, boom, boom, you know, you're going to get a lot of money. We need you to sign with us, man, and we'll give you an advance. And so, how much? He said, "Well, we're gonna have a barbecue in my house. Este, 
we'll come pick you up and we'll go to the house, you know, da, 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 and we'll discuss it there. I said, okay, fine. Boom. So we go to his house. We're having a barbecue and they had a contract. And they're still telling me, you know, boom, 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 you know, and right now if you sign, because you're only allowed to carry $10,000 in your pocket. Mm-hmm. I said, I didn't know nothing about that. Oh. You know, I never had that kind of money. Well, he showed me a brown envelope with 10 grand. 10,000, you know, the little seal, the yellow mm-hmm. seal, $10,000, mm-hmm. put a hundreds. I said, yeah, it's real. I said, yeah, it's real. Boom, boom, you know, it's, it's kind of flashy, gordito el señor, buena onda. And uh, yeah, I can give you this, sign now. And I promise you that within this week, we'll get you another bank account open. We'll get you an apartment and I'll get you a car. So it's like a little dangling hook. It's a, it's yeah, it's a, a, yeah, it's a hook like in sinker, man. Yeah, it's a, bait, it's yeah. a hook. I mean, I'm I'm 18. Yeah. I mean, who's they're putting 10 grand in your, literally in your face. Here, man, sign here, 40%, and we're going to get half a million to a million dollars, and uh, we'll get you another bank account open. The apartment, I can't, me and my stepdaughter are getting along. I mean, they already want me to go uh, up Te to get Yeah, yeah, it yeah, was like a, good, like a lifesaver, yeah. man. I said, you know what? We'll go for it. I signed. I took the 10 grand, put it in my pocket, and uh, took off that night, went to the house. Then I was talking to my mother and told my mother. and showed my mom some feria. I gave her some feria. And she was, well, good luck, Alex. Boom, boom, boom. I said, yeah, yeah. So then the following day, I went to the, your mom dropped me off at their office. And Sandra, Ramon's, Ramon's wife, Sandra Garcia, she, she, um, she took me to the bank. She had a little Mercedes Benz, a little small ones, convertible Chiquito with two seats. Mm-hmm. It was sharp. And she took me to the bank and opened up the 20 grand account. And I still have money in my pocket. She they always, they always told me, don't spend it on, and don't use too much drugs, because they knew I was on powder. Mm-hmm. And they would tell me, hey, man, you need to slow down. I was always all, you know, super hyper. You yeah. know, I, still got, like, I feel like I got side effects of it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Of using too much of a, of a stimulant, yeah. you know. And If you don't mind, yes, uh, you don't have to answer. Uh, how much did you get from the actual? $280,000. Wow. You minus, you, you go 500000 minus 40%, minus $20,000 advance, minus $10,000 advance, and medical bills, because I was responsible for that, and I didn't know that. Wow. So the medical bills were fed on me, so I had to pay like, like $13,000, because there was nothing wrong with me. It was mm-hmm. checkup, 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 and the shrink to evaluate me to see if there was anything going wrong with my head, if I messed up anything in my head, to see if they could find a way to say that something was messed up with me to ask for, to more, add money. For, ask for more money. Wow. That's all it was. It's just a little ploy. It's all, it's, you know, it's just, it's just, I mean, it's the system within the system. Mm-hmm. And that's how it operates wow. within that system. It you know? still operates like that today. You figure it out. When you get older like me, I figured it out. I said, okay, no, I don't know. And I look and I read and I research and I say, okay, that's how it is. Wow. That's, and that's how it works today, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, mandalo doctor. Y que agarre, you know, check and make sure. And, you know, and then plus some of them, you know, they, they, they work together. Nothing's wrong Most with you. Them, yeah. Nothing's wrong with you, but they say there is. And that's, a, you know, that's an open door. Wow. For at least to ask for a settlement. You know? So the, the a lot of the, the people that you're with were very close friends. Do you still keep in contact with them today? Not really. No. Not really. I, the, from school, from the bus accident, I keep in contact with Sergio, one of my, my high school friends. That's about the only one. Everybody else moved. Everybody's married. What about your sister? How's she Oh, how's I, she My do? sister, she's, yeah, she, she, she works here. She, she, still she works, here in the valley? Yeah, she works at the courthouse. Oh, nice. Yeah, she does her thing at the courthouse. Does and, she remember that, yeah. that day? Yeah, but she really doesn't like talking about it. I can wow. imagine, yeah. yeah. You know, she, she she went through her stuff too. She's telling me, and then well, respect to her. You know, she's been through her thing, and whatever happened with that, with with her stuff, and whatever. Es cosa I guess because yeah. 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 because she's got a good job right now. Yeah. she's doing good, and she's coming up. Well, good, I, I appreciate you coming on the podcast yeah, really. and being yeah, so yeah, honest with us. I mean, yeah. I any other questions like, that you would like to ask? No, we're, we're ask. not done. Yeah, ask away, shoot away, man. Nah, I, I, I know that it's it's a it's sometimes it's a touchy subject. Like when we were trying to interview some people with with the Queen Isabella Causeway collapse, uh, it, it's it's a very fine line that you have to walk by 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 getting into their lives because it mm-hmm. does trigger memories. It does. Yeah. It does. I mean, yeah, and but and and and. and Plus, a lot of people, they grieve differently. A lot of people don't like to express themselves. Me, I like making music. I like to write. I like to be up on stage. I like to, mm-hmm. and I, I like talking. I like to, you know, keep their memory alive. You know, it's the kids, man. You know, they were the future. They still are, you know, the ones that we have now, the children. But there's so much stuff going on right now in the world with all this technology that it's hard to keep tabs on them. Yeah, I think I think the goal of, of what Robert and I are trying to do is to, to find... Real Grand Valley stories and to tell the truest version of the story. I think when it starts to get muddied with other things, right. if it's not talking to people that were actually mm-hmm. in in it, then yeah. they have the in true to form with the book, yeah. with the Alton Texas bus crash book. That's a lot of of uh, 
just partial researches of other people telling you things that happened that weren't really involved in a bus accident, only but legally, mm-hmm. but that were involved inside the bus. There was hardly anybody in there. And that book, and I, I gave him the, a lot of stories. And me and uh, uh, not not Mr. Carmona, respect to him because he, he was really cool. He told me what he was going to do. But with JZJ, we had a contract. And, you know, when you have a contract, you have this protocol. Mm-hmm. You know, if you say that I'm going to have my song on this, on the end of the documentary, but you take me off and you put somebody else's song, yet the video is up for grabs and I grab it and I take it. You can't say I stole your video. You didn't keep up with your end of the contract. Mm-hmm. You know, and if I had the money to sue you, I, what, what would be the point? But just the simple fact that you didn't put my song on there, I took it. I, they, the guy did a good job. Yeah. Right? Thanks, thanks to Future. Future Future One out there in McAllen, you hearing? Thank you for the track. You got down, by all means. But the contract was said that I was supposed to have my song on there, which we did in the studio over there with our RGV Mixmasters. Okay. Uh, I forgot the, the gentleman's name. We did Everything was done there. and um, But that was it. And after that, well, we ended up miscommunicating, not communicating, and they released the book. And they did what they had to. When I, and much props to them, but I haven't read it. I've read a little bit of the inserts, but mm-hmm. I haven't read the whole actual book. And I was like, well, it's mostly about uh, theoretical research and people that were in the le- in the legality part of the bus accident. Mm-hmm. There's hardly anybody that was actually involved in that bus accident that was actually telling the story. I did, my mom did, but you have to put a when you purchase the book. I guess you have to do the scan code, mm-hmm. and then you get that story. You get yeah. the, the you get the the, what the do you documentary. Call it? Documentary. Wow. But I got mine on my on my channel, on my YouTube, and you know. What is it? What? what how do you find? Rap magic. Rap magic. Rap magic de Leon. Yeah. Rap magic de Leon. That's how I do my music. If anybody out there watching. Rap Magic De Leon, um, just Google it, and you'll see all the platforms. I mean, I'm on 19 platforms musically. Nice. And you also have the documentary on there. Yes, I well. do. On my yeah. YouTube. Correct. Yeah. My documentary for the Alton, Texas bus accident. And we use a drone. We go down there. We do actual site-to-site footage of how it actually happened. And it's basically it's a walk-down, a walk-through yeah. of that day. Of and those I, events. You have those boom, 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 boom. And then the drone flies, and we start talking about and. And what happened at the very end? And I'm telling you, that, and they, they did a good job. Andy Savala, thank you. you know, Way to go, nice. You know, JCJ Films, uh, everybody <laughs> in the Valley that helped me. Those of you that kept it uh, 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 positive. You know, there was a lot of negativity with the rap and everything else. It was, it's just, uh, it was pointless. And at the very end, you'll see that it's, it's not. It's it's about unity. It's mm-hmm. about you know, it's about respect. It's about. Changing your life, you know, even me, man, at old age, you know, I feel the numbers, but I don't feel that old age. But even at that, when you're older, you have to f- find ways to escape the hate, find ways to make things a little bit better for yourself, to prove to other people that it can be done in a positive way, not just negative, because mm-hmm. there's so much negativity in this world. Yeah. Technology makes it so easy for people to hate, post things. Um, have an opinion about everything and 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 when necessarily it's not you know and you, you, it's just unnecessary things that that are said talked about uh, done to other people and harm and harm when you could do good for people do good for for other people do good for others on the cool you know I'm 51 years old you know you know trying to keep everything good and, and, and positive one of the survivors from the Alton bus accident 33 years ago yep that's crazy. Alexander. Man. Yes, sir. Wow, man, you have an incredible story. I'll never look at a garden hose the same, man. It's like uh, basically, yeah, that's the weirdest then, thing. Yeah. I always have this thing where I test them. I'll wow. put my foot and I'll pull it. i go, let me see if this thing's really, and some of them are. Wow. You get the ones from Home Depot, they got that, like, a, they look like the garden snake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So those things, no, no, no. Oh, so buenas. Those are tough. They have an inner lining, some kind of a, a mesh uh-huh. that that thing is, you pull it and it's so tough. I wonder if that's. What he used, then that always makes me wonder. Today. You mentioned that. That's that, that's amazing, man. I grew up more? hearing que, that he that he was lassoing the kids, and I always remember thinking, "Por nosotros con caballos, we always tamé the lasso because oh, it hurt. It would have hurted somebody." You know? I wasn't there when at the, after when the, he did me. I wasn't there to see the rest of the stuff that he might have done. Yeah, everything was so chaotic. There was so many cars, lights. Wow. over here, and it was just. Did you talk to him after? After yes, after yeah. and after I got, was my, that after I got my money, like? I gave him five grand. That old man, I gave mm-hmm. that old man five grand nice. on the cool because of us, yeah. the stuff that we used to do on 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 our on our terms, the way the way I met the man, the way mm-hmm. the, the the rules that we had, the way that he taught me. What was the know? conversation like after? Yeah, man. 
Es que, you know, yeah. ranchitos, bro, back then, any little ranchito that you had, and that it, you hung out with, you left with some, some kind of wisdom, bro. And they, and they would let me stay at their house. His, his wife would feed us and Randy, and then we'd go out there and play football and, and get on the horses, man, ride the horses and break wow. it. And some of them were tough, some of them were not, you know. And, and, and once you get it around the circle and then back the other way and you can guide it, then he'll let you loose. And that's when you got to be careful because that's yeah. when it's going to start bucking. Huh. And it, once it drops you off the, off the, off the saddle... You got to get back on. They'll tie it up again and then get back on and let it go again. You got to slowly pull the reins and, and guide it. You just hold on to it firmly. And they, they slowly get it. Just don't kick them. I, I, try not to kick them. And when you're pulling the reins, mm-hmm. that pisses them off and you just start jumping. Them, yeah, because huh? yeah, you're, <laughs> you're, you're, you're giving them pain in their mouth and then you're then kicking, you're kicking it. them, asking them to run that at the same like, time. Yeah, <laughs> so I think that's why a lot of people, that's how they do that rodeo. No, that's why, because you kick it and you're pulling on the rein. You're you're actually hurting the animal, you know. Not, wow. not, not not purposely, but you're trying to get it to tame, to yeah. tame it, and it's. I guess it works. So you, you know? guys spent a lot of time at that that uh, the rancho. At the rancho. Yeah, man, man. it yeah, was a calichero, the, yeah. the back calichero, and the whole thing was wide open. He had an open field in the back. It was fun, wow. man. It was fun when we were kids. We learned a lot. That uh, that conversation you had with him after after the fact that he saved you, what was that conversation like? It was about what to do with my money. He was always telling me go to California. Yeah, you could do your raps. So he he had already knew your character. Yeah. So yeah. he was watching out for you the yeah, whole time. Yeah, yeah, he was, man. He was, yeah. He said, now you can go do your music up there in California. Go to California. That was a famoso. And I didn't want to go. I was already we already had money. I said, well, I think it was la feria. Ya para qué me quiero ir? That's that false sense of security, man, that, that money brings you. You think yeah. $280,000, it's going to last you forever, forever, and, and it, it doesn't it, even it last you. Seven years, bro. Wow. wow. No lie, seven years. I bought a house, bought two cars, scratched my car, fixed it, scratched my car, fixed it, gave money to friends, partied, drugs, big, 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 big downfall was drugs. <clears throat> Lord forgive me, but I'm honest. It's drugs. Sure. Cocaine was the drug, you know. It was a, a rich man's drug, and still today it's a rich man's drug. I, mean, I, I highly recommend people not use it. If they offer it to you, don't take it. It'll ruin your life. You'll lose a lot of money, and you'll not be happy. You'll not be happy. you got to struggle again just to make ends meet. To get uh, your next phase. Try to get your life back in the next phase again. Start all over again. It's not, it's not the right way to go. From the, the past 33 years that, that you've had this with you what are your thoughts now like what what do you what do you think about i think about a sense of accomplishment what do i do to accomplish to accomplish to feel that i've accomplished something so i make my music and i try and it's sometimes it's like to no avail but my mom i do it for my mom more than anything my mom that way she can see that i did my music i did my poems i wrote a book uh i did what i could you know as far as a what do you call it? Not going to college. Now you know, almost like a like the black sheep of the family, the dropout. Well, the sense of the guy that 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 the people always call the loser, not to be that guy. To say, hey, you know what? I was this guy before, but look at all the things that I did mm-hmm. after. Mm-hmm. You know, some people might see it, some people might not. But all I have to prove it is to God and to my mother. You know, everything else is just superficial. Yeah. You know. God first, more than anything, because the God's the only one that's going to save your soul. Whether you believe in that or not, I do. I firmly believe that. Yeah. You know, I don't know what hell is. You know, I don't know what heaven is. But I know there's two ways to go, the good and the bad. And so. What does your, your mother have to say about everything? Oh, my mom's happy, man. She, she's not really happy, happy about my drug addictions back in the day. Or me being homeless under the bridge, she worried a lot. She that she worried. Day and night, call me and, and you know, worry. But now that she sees me doing a little bit better and getting my, you know, my, my, myself organized, uh, even though it's at an older age, I'm still allowed to do it. And she's still allowed to see it. So it means something. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Oh, tranquilo. But I put, always post in my work on, on my Facebook page and she sees it and, and I'll send her a picture and she'll be like, yeah, you know, so. And, and you talk about making honest money. Honest money. Yeah, yeah it's honest money, man. Yeah. You know, you're not out there robbing people. You're not out there jacking people. You're not out there stealing and pawning it. You're not out there doing people dirty, man. You know, you're not doing bad things to earn money. You know, I go and I get on the internet, make my sales. I go to their house, make an appointment, make go to their house, paint the logo, 
And, you know, and go on from there. For a lot of you that don't know, uh, Alexander does the uh, address numbers. Address numbers. So if you need anybody, hit us up. Yeah, hit yeah us up. put we'll the Dallas you. Cowboys on the bottom of mailboxes, flags. What if they like the Texans? They, you don't, you don't do, do it? I, <laughs> no, 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 Texas. No, I did, I, uh, everything Texas I have. Everything Texas. All the other logos that they ask for, I have to go to the computer, then download copies, and cut the stencil. And cut the stencil. And then make it just like the picture. And yeah. That's when you freak them out. Like, wow, why did you do that? Well, I make copies and cut them. Send in the library. Awesome, man. And cut them. There's a library that I go to that's really bad, I mean, really, really awesome. That's real quiet. That where I can go and cut. I know the librarian for a long time. And so I get in there and cut all my stencils. And I got a cutting board. That's what I make. Because well, there's no wind. Yeah. Nothing bothering you. We'll sit there for an hour and cut, like, a good stack of all the things that I need. Because once you cake them up with paint, they don't stick right. Yeah. You have overspray. And then you have to uh, keep touching up. And there's a lot of work. But when you get it real nice and, th and thin, it sticks to the concrete. And then you just spray it's nice. nice. I like it. It's like yeah. hard work. I bet it's relaxing too. It's twenty bucks a piece. So you imagine you make five, like five, seven a day. It's one hundred and forty, one hundred and fifty bucks a day. Yeah. You know, you God willing, yeah. you get. Let's uh, go back to to how your mom was reacting, like right after the 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 bus the, accident. The bus accident. She was. The, well, at first she wasn't there, so I had to go run and go knock on the door. I knock on the door. She gets up. She's got my sister Flo in her hand and her arms. And then she tell me, I tell her the bus fell. She said, what do you mean it fell? We're arguing, not arguing, but I'm telling her too fast, like I'm doing now. And she's like, wait, I said, mom, se cayó el voz, está gordo en el agua, acá en la esquina. And she freaked out. Oh, I got the other little girl. Wow, they were babies. So I'm holding one, and I get in the seat, and she gets on the driver's side. So I got both of them like this. She drives, went through the shortcut, because Chaparral, the apartment is Chaparral right here. The canal, there's a split. And that's what's been there. The border patrolman, when I was running, I cut him off first before he mm -hmm. saw that. And then, ya no me lo yo. So I went. I went all the way to my mom's house, got her. She got, we had an Omega, an 82 Omega, a little white Oldsmobile. Mm -hmm. And it was a front wheel drive. It would make these weird noises. And so we get in the car, boom, we drive through here, go this way. And there's a calichero right here. And then she's telling me, Munta Gorda, that was my sister's nickname. And I told her, she's right there on the bottom, I see her. And Gorda, I scream. And my sister looked up. I go, Mom's right here. And they're slowly, they're slowly uh, um, uh, canoeing people to the, to the rafting people to the side of the, of the calichero to, to safety. Mm -hmm. And so they had, she had to wait, boom, and they had to go out there to the side or climb the, 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 the ridge. The, no, they had a ladder. Oh. Because remember, the park wasn't there. Yeah. There was no opening in the front. There was no opening to get there. Yeah. You had to go through all the back inside, the del chaparral, on the other side of six or something like that. There's an entrance somewhere around there. But there oh, was so you no had to go all the way around. Yeah, there that thing was. Yeah, you couldn't get in there. You had to go get a ladder in there, and they had to get a crane to pick the, pick the bus out because there was no the park wasn't there, so there was no entrance. It was a whole round square of uh, caliche. Wow. And so they put the ladder, and they had to climb up the ladder from the fire engine, and they had a lot of there was a lot of stuff. Then some some were getting rafted to the edge, and then waiting to get picked up from the on the ladder, and then was well, I was already gone by then. Wow. And my mom was freaking out. She said, I tell you, I tell mom. And that's when they asked me, were you on the bus? And I looked at, I looked at myself, and that's when I said, well, so I'm out there. I said, well, yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. Boom. Okay. So what then? Ambulance. Boom. We'll take you. When we got to the hospital, there was already kids from the from the bus that had already beaten, us, beat, beaten me to it because I had left to go see my mom to go get her. Mm -hmm. And they were already taking kids for the, para, para the hospital. How long was hospital. that after? Like, what do you mean? Like, when, when you took off from the bus... How long did it take you to go? Oh, man, I, went, it, I would say a good seven, ten minutes. T telling my mom, all, running was like a good five minutes, and another five minutes telling my mom the story. So then another five minutes going back, I would say about a good 15, 12 minutes. From wow. that time to go, to go back, mm -hmm. about a good 12 minutes, 12, 15 minutes. And by the time we got back, we had all the ambulances, uh, border patrol, uh, a, a lot of ambulances and fire department. So within and, 12 to 15 minutes and of there was the already, accident. And there was already somebody in there with a raft. Wow. When my mom looked down, there was already a dude that had jumped from the side, a volunteer from the fire department in, in, in Alton. His name was Mike. I'm not sure if his name was Mike, Mike Garcia. But he's the one that jumped in from the edge. He said, Vendó con la raft, vendó la raft. Y luego se vendó el agua. Y luego se metió la raft y comenzó a sacar gente. Ese fue el primero. El de los primeros de los volunteers. Y a mí me subieron la ambulancia y me fui. I took off. Wow. They took me to the, to say, hey, you need to get checked out, you need to get checked out. Do you remember any uh, other maybe heroes that were there that night that... Everybody's a hero. I'm not a hero. I, I consider the kids heroes, the ones that were there, the ones that were more, I'm going to say, 
it was just weird that that after everybody got up on top of the bus, how uh, the sense of them being so uh, mature, instead of like jumping in the water and making it more chaotic, they stood there in line and they they helped. Everybody helped to try to get other people coming out. Those are the heroes, man. Those those are those are the kids, man. Those are the the ones that when you look back and then you got to dive because the other guys telling you to dive. You're looking back at what you're leaving behind. And they were all standing there. And I was like the oldest one. And I'm telling them, I'll just stand right there. Don't get in the water. They're going to come help us. And, blah, 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 and boom, and that took off. You know, and that's how I look. I look back at that as they're all lined up. Those are the heroes, man. Those guys were mature. They were, you know, this is weird. Wow. Man. Robert, do you have anything else to, to add? Oh, I'm just here listening, absorbing it all, trying to trying to put myself in in, in yeah, because I never considered myself a hero. In a situation. I just try to do the right thing. Yeah, that's, you know? that's all we can do. Man. Other people put a label on you. Hey, by all means, as long as it's a good one, I'm I'm good with it. You know, I mean, hey, thank you. You know, but I humble myself. I'm not a hero. I do. You got to do the right thing at that moment, at that exact moment. You're there for a purpose. You know, if you live through it, you know, and then you're there. And you see somebody suffering, you can't let that person suffer. Mm-mm. You know, I don't care how, even your enemy. Yeah, I couldn't see my enemy suffer, drowning in the water. I'd Especially pick, when it's children. I'd yeah. have to pick them. I'd have to pick up, pick them up, and try to help, and and then let God take care of His life in His own way when I'm not around. You know, be it as a male enemy friend, you try to help in the in time of need. You can't just look away. That's just not the right. That's not right. It's inhumane if you did that. People that see somebody like in dire straits or dying, you know, some people laugh at them. Some people, you know, there would be people that are really, really suffering and people take it as a joke like he's making it up, but nobody knows. You don't know that person unless you actually see or he exposes himself. No. But you can't just say, you know, and leave him there behind and, and then he's really, really suffering. How are you going to feel then? You know, and then when it's your time and you're suffering and you're out there looking or asking for help and they walk away and they see or they show you the same face that you show someone else when they were asking you for something to help them. And then you're in that same position and they don't help you. That's 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 karma. That's uh, and you don't want there, man, yeah. and you don't want bad karma. Yeah. You got to give good karma to get it back. You survived. Get it um, back and, 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 and gain knowledge, wisdom. Gain knowledge and wisdom. You know, you're going to do so much bad. Either you're going to spend the rest of your life in prison, you're going to end up dead, or you're going to learn from it. You know, I choose to learn from it. I don't want to look back no more like on my past mistakes. I want to move forward. You know, this thing heal, help, helps me heal. Because nobody was there. I mean, those that were, were there, but nobody knows unless you're there. To, to 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 give a true account of what you're feeling inside. I can still you still carry it with you too. Oh yeah, man. It's just, but it's good. It's a release. Yeah. It's a good release it's good for me. Good to let it out. And it's not it's not bad to cry. It's not you know people. If you got feelings and you're sentimental, and you know if you have emotions, was you know you gotta let your emotions. Sueltalos, man. You know, was say que de qué sirve de tenerlos y lo te mueres de coraje o te mueres de tristeza. I think Robert puts it very well as, as sharing his story. It gives a little piece of it to everybody. Yes. And it opens up another perspective of somebody else's mind, mm-hmm. you know, and to think and what can happen and think about life. Maybe you might change somebody's uh, way of thinking today. You know, I just they might be thinking of doing something wrong and they see the podcast and they see, you know what, you did something different. You know, you can do different. Or give, give, give good advice, you know. Alexander, you did outstanding today man we appreciate you coming out and hanging out with us and revisiting that day yes sir um thank you guys for having me man, thank I you even, i can't even uh i'm sitting here i've been trying to figure out what that might have been like and the more i think about it the less i can do it that had to have been one of the most horrible things that people had to witness i talk about being helpless the night that the bridge collapsed yeah that feeling of being helpless, that there's you can't break the windows, you can't pull the kids out, you can't pick the bus out. And plus you guys that's had waves worst, and you had yeah, the, man, that's, that's the, the current the, of the water in the, in the ocean. This is in the ocean. That's yeah. a little more scarier. So. Mm, not knowing the depth. The only thing I can relate to is how, is that, is that feeling of 
being helpless, man, and just not being able to offer any any aid. You know, if people wind up coming out on their own, then they then then you help, and if they don't, then you know that they're under the water, you know, fading. Don't record us. So, um, yes. it was good to have you here, man. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks for thanks Josh, for coming. Yes. By, man. Thank you guys so yeah. much. Thank so you. This be, is the podcast. What podcast. is it called? Joshua Morales podcast. Awesome. So before we finish off the uh, the podcast, guys, uh, once again with with the same thing as the Queen Isabel Causeway collapse, it was built by YouTube comments. Mm-hmm. So we we got to actually reach out to so many people that were involved with the accident. That had a different perspective from the YouTube comments that people would comment yeah, on. Definitely. Right. So we would love for that to happen again. So if you guys, if you know anybody, or you know that somebody was directly affected, or somebody that would come out on the podcast, you know, our, our goal is to tell the truest story, mm-hmm. the, the version angles, of this yeah. story, and you know, get a get an overall collective, I guess, truest story of, yeah. of, of what happened that night. And and bring it to y'all, bring it to light. There, there's uh, some documentaries that have been made and other podcasts that have had these. Um, Josh and I are going to follow their lead and uh, and continue to produce this content about this event until it gets the notoriety that it deserves, you know. And um, after that day and after that accident, buses still to, to this day uh, have safety features and mechanisms in them that were implemented because of this accident nationally. So this is a big deal to us and, and obviously to those who survived it. So we're going to continue to bring it to you. Yeah, help us keep the RGV culture alive and the stories that, that affected a lot of the Rio Grande Valley people. I think it's super important to uh, to touch on these things, these forgotten stories and, and the forgotten people and, and heroes, I will say that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, and the heroes that were involved in these things because keeping keeping the memory alive, I think, is really important for for me to be able to use the podcast pl- platform to be able to showcase, you know, Rio Grande Valley people. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, what, that's what we do. That's what we're about. So... Uh, once again, guys, we'll see you all next time. Stay Peace tuned. Out. Bye. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you. Thank you, sir. Of course, bro. Thank you.